Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. All right, so welcome back. This is part two of marriage. I don't even know what to call this episode. We'll, we'll figure it out. But I have Andy and Pat here. This is part two. Last week, we dove into the, the finances and sex as two of the top four issues that really plague marriages. And so we got into that, some really great stuff with that. And this week, we're going to hit culture and in-laws and then communication. And so I really especially want to get into communication because they have some great tools here. So welcome back again. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for being here again. Um, okay, so last week we hit those first two. This week, culture and in-laws. How do you see two Americans that get married, how do you see culture as an issue uh-huh. there? And where do in-laws big fit? Oh, <laughs> That's a big question, that? huh? It you is. want to start? Yeah, yes. it, it's a loaded question, frankly, because there are so many different uh, nuances to what you just asked without even saying a thing. So how would you um, define culture then? Culture is a summary, it's a sum total of Norms, traditions, values, and beliefs practiced by most people most of the time. That's what I was trained when I was in my business classes. Okay. So it's the majority of my traditions, it's the majority of my customs, it's the majority of my beliefs, and it's the majority of just how I see things that I practice mm-hmm. in everyday life. Okay. So if I'm... Mindsets, everything. Yeah. So every yeah. family has a culture. They sure yes. do. Yeah. And if I am working with, for example, with the Latino cu- culture, mm-hmm. and the culture itself and its core value says... The man is in charge. The wife will submit to anything that is asked of by the man. The kids will submit to anything they're asked of by the wife and or the husband. And then you take that thought process that might be in the husband and you bring him into a biblical marriage with a wife who is a Mm co-equal. But yet in his perspective, he thinks, no, my mom and dad did X, Y, Z. Thus, you should do X, Y, Z. Right. Then it becomes an issue. We've dealt with a number of couples where the husband, in most cases, would think, Hey, I'm the husband. What I say goes. You have no say in the matter unless I ask for it. In other mm-hmm. words, if, if, you, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you, pretty much. It doesn't work that way. And we've had to constantly tell these guys, look, your culture has merit. It has value. Mm-hmm. I respect the fact that you have that way of looking at life. But quite honestly, your biblical values, in every case, needs to out-trump your cultural values. Yes. It has to be that way. So mm-hmm. what the word does in that sense is that levels the playing field. It says to any couple that come at us with an issue, you're just as important as the husband. You're just as important as the, as the wife. Mm-hmm. What you say is as important to me as what you say, mm-hmm. wife to husband. So in many cases, learning how to live biblically means you basically have to unlearn what you were grown up with mm-hmm. and what your private logic said you should look like <laughs> and what you should think like and how yeah. you should function. So like we talked about last week. Uh, and it also says, I have to not only put off the old man, Colossians talks about that in chapter 2, uh-huh. or 3, but I have to put on, or I have to relearn, or I have to become new mm-hmm. in places where I've never been before. Wow. That's yeah. why I need to have a mentor. That's why I need to have models. That's why I need to have other people who hold me responsible and accountable for what it means to grow up in a biblical perspective mm-hmm. as a husband and or as a wife. So really, you just described yeah. the whole reason... Marriage is ever hard. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, In all the yeah. categories of, of practical application, culture, and the way we view things, that's where the work is, is, yes. is undoing the way yeah, I undoing. see things. And not even it. that yeah. I see it wrong, yeah. but if it doesn't work, work. for him, then it's not going to work for us, right? 
First Corinthians and chapter so. seven, verse twenty-three says, "If you are to be married, be careful because you will have problems." Yes. Yep. Paul says that. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so if you're having problems, yeah. you're in a biblical marriage. We you're say in a welcome to the ma- biblical yes. marriage because yeah. that's normal. the way it's supposed to be. Yes. Now we can give you tools to help you to help it not be as difficult. Yeah. But the reality is, when you bring two sinners into a relationship and you both say I do to the other person. I'm bringing with me my sin. Uh-huh. Andy's bringing with me her sin. You and, and Stephen, you're bringing with each of you your sin patterns. Uh-huh. So to do that means you've got to get through the old and then become new in the process yeah. of becoming a new believer. Well, and, and I want to even, sorry, I just want to even, go. maybe not even use the word sin. Okay. Because sometimes it's not even wrong. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's exactly. what I'd say. Because I feel That's like some, yeah. some people feel like when they have a lot of conflict in their marriage, they begin to assume, uh-oh, this isn't going to work. Or, mm-hmm. uh-oh, what are we doing wrong? Or, you know what I mean? There becomes a lot of shame and a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But when, if you realize, this is just as simple as different. Yes. And we just got to help different meet yeah. in the middle. And then you can shake off all the weight that shame brings and false accusation. And you can realize that it may not be two sin issues. It may just be, he's an introvert, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Why yes. can't we have fun together? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, we can. Yeah. We just got to figure out what's in the middle. Yeah. You know? or, We're not better from each other. We're just different yeah. from each other. And, so. yeah. you know, we, we have talked. We, we, ta- we teach a class called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts with Leslie and Les Parrott. And, uh-huh. um, and it is phenomenal to see, you know, what differences you bring in. Even though, okay, you're an American, I'm an American. We yeah. both grew up in Texas, but that that's where it ends. That's yeah, where it ends. Right. <laughs> you know, male, female itself so, is different enough. That's right. Yeah. You got that too. You know, but just to start to explore who you really are mm. and how, and they do a personality profile individually. Yeah. And, and it's only between you as a couple, so it shows you how you're blending, where your likelihood of issues are going to rise uh, up, yeah. you know, and it also begins a lot of talking points, even holidays, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. holidays you could be, yeah, yeah, how do you celebrate? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stress around holidays, yeah, you is. know, when family issues and all that stuff and how to navigate and mm-hmm. how to how to take what you enjoyed from your life, what you enjoyed from, you know, each each one of it and bring it into to make to your own. Tradition. Yeah. yeah. And that you've learned to cleave. You are not yeah. stuck to your parents. And that's part of cultural, too. Because mm-hmm. even in, in certain cultures, the parents reserve a lot of uh, influence. influence yeah. And yeah. that needs to be cut. Right. You honor your parents. Yeah. Right. You know, but they are not to run your lives. Yeah. yeah. And, if, you know, yeah. and they're not to be giving you direction unless you've asked for it. Right. You when, know? I, yeah, when I said I do to my wife... At that, at that moment in time, I gave up my family of origin, and I assumed a family of choice. Mm-hmm. And in that family of choice, what I said is, you're the most important person, Andy Cooper, to me. My mom and my dad still carry weight. They still, yeah. what Honor they say that. has merit, yes. mm-hmm. but it doesn't carry the same volume of strength as what my wife says. Right. So I've let go of my, in that sense, I've let go of my family of origin, mm. and I've picked up a family of choice. Right. Yeah, and I... Um, I feel like even differences, a lot of times that we, we can look at differences like they always have a negative, 
experience. Yes. But I know me and my husband, we kind of had fun sometimes rewriting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. you know, we did yeah. this as a kid, but I didn't always like that. So let's do it different, right. you know, and feeling that freedom, almost right. like new traditions. Yeah, almost. new traditions, almost yeah. like your first time to move out of the house. I get to decorate yeah. however yeah. I want. I get to buy you know? new furniture. I get to yeah. buy yeah. furniture. You know, and so it was like, in some ways, it's it was a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. But I feel like what makes a difference between when differences become difficult is that a when you're choosing to make the changes because you're choosing it then it's going to automatically be easier um, because you're cognitive you're Mm -hmm. mindful Mm -hmm. whereas when we're different by default and we're not actually thinking through like Mm -hmm. and i've told my husband before i'm like hey listen i've just recognized that if we're not intentionally being different we default to what we're programmed to right and you don't even see it, and we don't even see it and we just act it out and so we just have to be like intentional and cognitive to be like oh I, I don't really like the fact that you know there was lots of yelling in my childhood home mm-hmm. let's have That's a more true. peaceful environment you know and how yeah. did we want to go about that yeah and so yeah. Uh, what was you know, our triggers yeah that caused the arguments one right. of my intentions you know? is do i live to serve me mm-hmm. or do i live to serve we mm. and so i've had to learn that me is no longer my worldview we is now my worldview right right and if we is not happy it's because i have not done something about the me in me Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Okay, so I have heard a lot of, you know, we've experienced our, you know, a decent share, not a ton, but like in-laws. I I hear some of my Christian friends um, or just friends, whoever friends, um, struggling through, you know, parents. A lot of times it's parents not knowing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. A lot of times boundaries aren't known if they're not communicated. Yeah. So how do you draw parent draw boundaries yeah. with your parents while still conveying, I love you, love I want you respect. a part of our life, yeah. we respect your voice, mm-hmm. but there needs to be a line. You yeah. know what I mean? That's it's that, tough. That, that can be tough. It can, it can be tough yeah. and it can be awkward. But the first step is you as a couple mm-hmm. need have to, to know iron, what you agree on. Yes, yeah. you have to iron it out. We're working with a couple right now that they haven't communicated and it's caused all this turmoil in their marriage. And it's like, you're going to have to communicate. And mm-hmm. you first, before you can communicate anything, because what do you want to tell them? Well, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. See, yeah. they need to, are, they, they as a couple need to look at it, articulate mm-hmm. what they're Together. needing, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and then as a united front, present it kindly to the parents. Just mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah. we're married now and we're, we're establishing our own home, our own ways. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, you know, we don't need you to be giving us money or, or you know, because those always have strings. Mm, right. Or we're not going to be point. able to come every Sunday for dinner like we always used mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Yep. You know, maybe once a month. Whatever y'all as a couple decide that's convenient and feels good mm-hmm. for y'all, mm-hmm. that's what you present. Yeah. You and, know, yeah. and you do it with love. Yeah. yeah. And I just always reassure them that we love you, you know, and make it joyful when you do come together. Right. Yeah, we and, want to ask, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, and I can imagine just the fact that lines are being drawn, and even if it's done really well, doesn't ensure the parents will no. respond well. No. no but it, it's the, still important. Yeah. It's important. The, and even if they don't respond well or they don't talk to you for six weeks, they have to understand, because it's hard for a parent who has taken care of you all their lives, yeah. and you have been their focus let go. to let them go. Yeah, it's hard. You know, and see them make their own mistakes trying to come together. Yeah. But so they have to process that. Yeah. And that may be emotional for a lot of moms, especially. Right, right. You know, yeah. and some dads, but right. it's mostly moms. the moms, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to be able to let go. 
Right. You know, because the kids, if they're loved and know it, they're going to know that their parents are always there for them. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's true. but it, it's, it's just learning to become your one new unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that we've done that uh, has helped couples is we encourage them to get a vision statement for their family. Yeah. Mm. In other words, what, it, what is it that your family stands for? Mm-hmm. What is it that you want your legacy to look like? Yeah. Someone define legacy this way. Legacy is the... Influence you have on a generation. Yeah, it's the, it's the influence that you have on a generation that you'll never see. Mm. So when I speak to my grandkids... I'm actually thinking about their grandkids because mm-hmm. I'll never see their grandkids more than likely. Yeah. But I can put legacy into my grandkids that will infect how they treat their kids' kids. Mm. But the other thing that we do when we're working with a couple who doesn't really have any boundaries to know how they stand, mm-hmm. let's put them through a vision workshop. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does your vision look like? What are your core values and what is your mission What's statement? To you? Each one of those things are different. Mm-hmm. Vision is a big picture. You know, what do I want to look like in 10 years from now as a couple? Yeah. My core values are what are those things that are important to us as a couple? Money's not necessarily important. What's more important is that I, that I serve. What's mm-hmm. more important is that I take care of those around me. What's more important is that I'm part of the church or whatever that might look like. Mm-hmm. And then the mission is how do I make that thing happen? Mm-hmm. What are the steps involved, specific steps, to get from what I, I see big picture to make it a reality tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of couples don't know how that works. Sure. So we take them through that sometimes. They, they'll talk the language, but yeah. they don't. This is this one yeah. couple. They couldn't talk the language because you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of general fluff. Yeah. No specific steps. Yeah. 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 Break so it down into make it easy. We'll do. Yeah. 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 And that takes, that's a segue. And it's changeable. Ways, but it it's not like set in stone because they think, what happens if we can't do it? Right. Change it. Yeah. Adjust it. Your mm-hmm. seasons of marriage will change. So just adjust it to what works. Yeah. But you're moving forward and not being stuck or going yes. backwards. Yeah. I like that too because it does create like, framework I remember as a kid mm-hmm. my mom had this printout on the refrigerator that was like the rules of our household and I just remember it was simple mm. stuff like I will not lie um mm-hmm. because I am full of truth or I mm-hmm. will not this or I will not that and I can't think of them right now but I remember standing in the kitchen you know when we'd all just be hanging around and I would just you know be staring at the fridge and I would just be reading it and I still remember those little seeds of principles right. going in my heart right. and that became like core values that ruled in my heart because mm-hmm. I just encountered it so much right. standing in my kitchen you know and so stuff like that is like we underestimate how impactful Heckle things like are. that is yeah. but it does create like guardrails it yes. creates an expectation of this yeah. is what's normal and healthy for my family in my home but you know the you know? scary part Jen is that a lot of couples don't know what their core values are yeah and the kids don't they don't, either. They don't know what they stand for mm-hmm. they, they don't rules. know the purpose of their marriage and um, that's part of what we can do to help mm. and we only work with couples in the church by the way because okay. there's enough issues within the church that keeps <laughs> us more than enough busy yeah but again until they understand what they stand for mm-hmm. and what they're redeemed by and what you know what that should look like going forward, mm-hmm. it's hard to have them set boundaries because they mm-hmm. don't know what what the boundary around. Right. They have no idea. Right, right, right. So that's another thing that we get involved with. Okay. And I love um, something that a friend of mine who's a, a family therapist would say. Um, she would uh, she talked about boundaries and mm-hmm. she said that boundaries are and this is great for with in laws and stuff because mm-hmm. and let me preface it. Okay. A lot of people think boundaries is really a pretty fancy justifiable word for walls. I'm putting no. up walls. No. No. And that's no. not true. No. Like boundaries are in place. 
because they're the lines that we draw so that I can safely love you and safely love me at mm -hmm. the same time. Good point. That's, I like the way yeah. you put that. Yeah, right? That's Isn't that good. great? She, I totally, I didn't come up with that. So she, that was my friend Jessica. She's a counselor and she told me that. And I was like, you know, that's such a healthy way to look at boundaries it because yes. it reminds me the purpose of this is so I can stay in relationship with you. That's right. You know? And so with in-laws, those boundaries will change. When I'm under my parents' roof, then the boundaries are very different. They have a yeah. right to tell me when to be home. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I'm a married woman, I'm sorry. I'm going to be home when I want to be home, you know? <laughs> See ya, mama. <laughs> so, or when you and your husband right. decided on. Right, yeah, exactly. And so anyways, um, that was something I wanted to mention oh, like is the importance of boundaries. Good. Okay, so with in-laws, I, I think that's great. Boundaries are important. You can still do it in a way that honors your parents, but yes. your primary concern is you now are trying to build a life with your spouse. My family and of choice. Yes, yeah. and that, and I liked what you said what? about how the your wife's voice is always going to have the greater strength of impact yes. than your parents' voices Correct. as a married Correct. person. That's part of covenant. Yeah, it is, and it's important because we've seen people who they get stuck if there's conflict with the parents, yes. or there's conflict between the parents and the the spouse, mm -hmm. and they're like, shoot, now I have to pick sides, no. you know. And my no. my husband was so wise when he counseled a, a friend through this. He was like, listen. You're not growing old with mom and dad. You're growing yeah, old with your wife. That's right. You've got to go home to her yes. arms, not mom and dad's right. arms. So you need a first choice, choose your wife, you know, and yeah. then trust the Lord with this one, you know. And that is yeah. difficult. It is it's difficult. difficult. If I get old, I want my wife to push me in a wheelchair, not my parents. Yeah. Because more likely they won't be there. Exactly. She will. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And so. Yeah, I was going to say something. When you, I forgot what you just said, but. Um, when when it comes to your parents and stuff, don't when you're having marital issues, oh, yeah. don't go running to your parents. Yeah, don't go running to family members mm -hmm. because they have, to, they have a bias. They have a built-in yeah. yes bias, and you could be made up, and they're still going to remember, and they're going to throw it back, and it's going to skew mm -hmm. things, and it's going right. to be uncomfortable, and yeah. it just goes forward. Yeah, because they may not have the same capability of handling situations. That you're growing or the, into or and the learning. Worldview. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the scripture is clear: we are to leave our parents and cleave to our wives. Mm -hmm. There's wisdom in that thought process. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But but that's also when you go to a counselor or you go to trusted people that you know that are a little far longer than, and are making it through their stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are the people you want to hear from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. And for us in, in the church, yeah. it, it's biblically minded people. Yeah. There's fruit in their yeah. life that you can look, point That's to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's dig into communication. This okay. is a huge one. Um, when we came to you, I didn't know. Well, no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. I could suspect communication <laughs> was some of our issue. But it showed up in so many uh, symptomatic second degree issues that it took some work to figure out exactly what communication There's lots of layers we in there that you had to cut yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, because communication is emotion, it's conviction, yes. it's, it's boundaries, language, it's, it's expectations. It's rolling of the eyes. All the things. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. with communication, um, you guys had talked about to us, which this became kind of a game changer for us, the difference between a head response, a logic response, and a heart response when mm -hmm. someone's communicating. So, for example, for my listeners, um, there when my husband and I would have a conflict, um, used to be we would just for some reason, and you can't you can't articulate it, but you just aren't seeing eye to eye, and you can't mm -hmm. figure out how to get there. You just it just blows up into a big mess, mm -hmm. and you're like, what just happened? All I did was try to share my feelings, you know. And, and you'd walk away from it just confounded, you know, like, what the heck just happened here? And never quite could 
figure it right. out. So after we went and talked with you, there I remember a few distinct moments when things blew up and I walked away and I was like, what just happened? And I thought about it and I realized I had been communicating from my heart and I was needing a heart response from him. Mm -hmm. Something of empathy, something of I see you, I hear you, your feelings matter. But he gave me a logic response. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the facts. Here's the facts and the right. facts are this and this. So then I felt totally unheard um, and and it, that's why it blew up because I wasn't feeling heard. So then as a female, I keep trying. I keep pushing the matter. Then he's like, you're <laughs> nagging, you know? So it just... You're, you're, you're trying to say, tell, tell him the same story different ways, hoping one of those ways. Yeah. And he's like glazed over. I'm done. I can't handle this. I already gave you all the facts, woman. Yes. What's, what more do you need from me? Preach so, sister. Right. So, okay. So how does a couple recognize a... Um, a logic response versus a heart response. What are the maybe the identifying markers of that, and then and how do they how do they work with that so it can free up their communication? Let me jump. Let me start on this one. Uh, Proverbs four twenty one says, "Guard your heart, for out of it come the issues of life." Mm -hmm. The word H E A R T is mentioned over nine hundred times in Old and New Testament. Did you know that? Nope. Over nine hundred times. That's a lot. The whole heart issue, and a heart issue is basically at the core of what I stand for. Mm -hmm. Um, not every relationship or not every communication that I have needs to be a heartfelt communication. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a business situation, right. I'm doing a presentation, that's not time for what we call heart talk. Right. <laughs> that's time for logic talk. Yeah. Okay. Money's not working like it should. Uh, things are going backwards and they should be going forward. That's where you talk finance, strategy, and so forth. And that, that has its place and it has its rightful place. Yeah. But a heart talk is more involved when it comes to intimate relationships, intimate communication, mm -hmm. intimate discussions with the person who's in my case, the most important person to me, who is who is my wife. So hard talk is more of the nature that says, "How do I make us better? Mm. How do I make us safe?" And feelings. often, feelings talk. Yeah, mm -hmm. Often, hard talk comes back to me. So if I ask the question to Andy, "How do I make us better?" She comes back to me and says, "Well, if you weren't so damn da 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 da." <laughs> Well, that's not the answer I'm looking for necessarily, but that's mm -hmm. the answer that I need to address. Yeah. Because the reality says sometimes the reason she's not safe is because I'm not being safe for her. Right. She can't trust me because I'm not trustworthy. Mm. So heart, walk, uh, heart talk has a lot to do with being trustworthy and being safe. Mm. And in a relationship, that's where the meat of the matter is. Learning how to become safe and talk safe and to present myself in a safe manner. Right. Okay. Let me, let me go in a uh, let's keep things as practical as possible. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, okay. Most men will talk from the head. Sure. That's just their natural That's how we're driven. That's yeah. how they're wired. Yeah. That's we how check, they're wired. We check Fix the box. problems, yes. check boxes. Yeah. And yeah. move on. And next, move on. Next, next issue. Next, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. we are dwellers. Our emotional makeup is in that part of it. Let's even go back to being a baby. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in the in the, you get circumcised on the eighth day because you're your blood levels are better at clotting, and that's mm -hmm. why the Jewish babies were circumcised. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. in, the, in the later term of your pregnancy, um, you have a, the boys have a testosterone wash that kind of separates their brain. Mm -hmm. Girls don't, so mm -hmm. they operate differently, completely so differently different from us. Yes, yeah. and we, we have an emotional connective highway that is is intelligence it's the normal brain stuff and it's also emotions and everything our whole body is wired together mm -hmm. theirs isn't and but mm -hmm. because and that has to go with our roles and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode yeah, yeah that's a whole like six episodes episode. here <laughs> <laughs> and so um 
So when when you're dealing with that, and you're also dealing with wounds, mm -hmm. because if my husband has been wounded in his heart by his parents or people, you know, he's going to have that thing locked down anyway. So he's going to operate solely out of his brain. Now, in my in our case, and well, hold on, because. When someone has a lot of wounds, their default is to protect, protect their, their heart, heart and so shut a, it down. So right. So they're not head. likely to access a lot of heart talk or yeah. heart feels yeah. or all that because it's safer to go from the brain. Yes. And they okay. don't have the words. And they don't have the words, Because yeah. they've cut off their feelings. Right. Yeah. You know, and men are walking around, you know, and they think they have a they're relationship with the Lord, but they, they have no idea what they're missing mm. because they have cut their emotions off. They don't even have... When I... During some of my healing process, I was given a list of feeling words because mm. I had locked myself down mm -hmm. with all the abuse. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know how to articulate what I was feeling. I was numb, mm. you know, and, the, and even there are men that don't know how to articulate feelings because they have protected themselves all their lives. Right. So when you're getting into an intimate relationship, you know, I'm wanting you to fix my hurt. I want those wounds loved and softened and cuddled mm -hmm. and he has no idea how to do that right right you know and so and that's that's the basis of a lot of miscommunication because we are talking from wanting to connect with our husband and he's just going to give you a cerebral answer yeah you know just a practical application mm -hmm. intelligent you know and you're like well that doesn't do anything or if you <laughs> want to get to the emotional issues uh -huh. that you're that's the problem. Yeah. He can't relate. Right. Margaret, so he shut yeah. you off. <laughs> so, so a solution, what would be a practical solution? Because a lot of people find themselves in that position. I know for me it helped when I would walk away and I identified, oh, I was looking for a heart response and he gave me logic. So then I could go back to him, which usually it was diffused by then. It was calmed down. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, hey, I think the reason it blew up is because I was looking for a heart response from you because I was talking about my feelings right. and you gave me logic. And so can we try this again? Because I really want your heart to hear me, you know? And so then he was like, oh, and it actually was easier for him because he's like, now I know what to do to succeed. Exactly. <laughs> right. And you've made right. the distinction between mm -hmm. one and the other. Mm -hmm. yes. Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister, as you know, or the you know, prime, prime minister, minister of, England. For, for, of England for years and years. And when, when they ask her, what is the secret of your success? Mm -hmm. Not marriage. only as a prime marriage, not prime minister, but also in your marriage. And she said this, she said, when I'm holding court and I'm overseeing business decisions, I'm in charge and I know it and I make I know that my word is the final word. So I I, I make decisions based on that knowledge. And but, position. And position. But when I get home, my husband and I work things together. Mm. Because I understand that I married a man that I will live with for the rest of my life mm -hmm. and it's important to me that we we look at things on an equal footing. Mm. So she made the distinction. She understood that when you get into a business situation, it's all about head mm -hmm. head talk. When you get into a family, familiar situation, it's about heart talk, it's about feelings, it's about addressing issues that are beneath the surface that don't mm -hmm. necessarily come out comfortably. Right, right. Yeah. But it's also helping to teach the husband, you know, I'm not here to argue. I'm here, you yeah. know, this is not an argumentative thing. I want you to hear what I'm having to say. I want you to know yeah. what's in my heart, what my yeah. feelings are. And that's something I've had to learn personally. Um, with Andy, um, everything at one point was always head talk, always. Mm -hmm. But I've had to learn, yeah, yeah, against my wife, or towards my wife. But what I've had to learn, even just recently, we're working on an outdoor project, and she had never felt safe working with me outside mm. before, just doing things when I'm literally running the show, because I always go after her with my head. Mm. 
but I've had to realize that if I want her to feel safe, I've got to, I've got to know when to switch. I've got to know when to get out of my head and get into my heart. Mm -hmm. And I think for su successful biblical men, we have to understand when we make that switch over. Well, what does that switch over look like? Well, give me practical okay. because for people, they won't necessarily know what that looks like. Well, for example, we are working on an outdoor kitchen right now and mm -hmm. Andy's helping me do some of the epoxy mm -hmm. on our countertops. And I assume that because she's been watching me, she knows what I'm doing. <laughs> so my assumption would say, babe, just stop asking questions and just do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, babe, what is it that I can help make sure you understand before I expect you to do it right? Mm. So to answer your question, I have instead to, of barking, yeah, instead of barking, well, no, that, barking orders. Let's just get but real I, here. But I, but I have to, I have to drop assumptions. Uh, I have to yeah. drop my assumptions. I don't know how to do that. And stuff. I have to drop my expectations, mm -hmm. and I have to make sure that we're on the same level ground before I ask of her for her help. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes her safe. Mm -hmm. For years, she wouldn't come out with me. Mm -hmm. because, well, you know, or if I ask a question, he's thinking. I've screwed up. This is, you know, and he gets mad because mm -hmm. he's been working so hard and he might have, and I don't know. I was like, mm -hmm. is that hole supposed to be there? You right. know, and he'll get mad at me and it's uh -huh. like, that's why I don't. And then she come walks at, back yeah. in the house. Right, I'm not right, going right. to deal with so this. So part of, part of what I've had to learn to do is to drop my defenses mm. and like I said, switch from head to heart and say, mm -hmm. okay, babe, that's a good point. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I'm not there to cut him off at his knees. But yeah. That's right. how he received it. So really yeah. for you to have gotten into heart, you have to stop seeing it just through your lens. Yeah. You see it through well, her lens too. And the other too. thing I have to and know try too. try to yeah. overreach. You're learning a new language. I'm learning his head language. Yeah. He's learning my heart language. Right. And right. I also have to realize that I've got blind spots. I and I don't you. see them. Right, right. Because that's why they're called blind spots. <laughs> So for her to call me out on some stuff is really what a partner should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see something that you don't see. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. And so if I really want to be safe for her, I can say, well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that's something worth looking at. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have to recognize that in humility and in teachability, I've got to receive what she says to me, even though it's not the way I see life, right. but she sees things in a perspective that I don't have. Right. That's so good. Okay. So... Heart and head, and that takes some time to get used to that. But I feel like, I feel like for us, a big indicator that a heart response is necessary is whenever there's any conversation that goes into feelings, yes, or even just processing inner thinking. Like I feel like a lot of time processing the inner thinking for me, anyways, yeah. tends to require a heart response. At least listen and understand, because yeah. we want understanding, right. and understanding usually requires an empathetic response, which mm -hmm. is a heart response. Logic for us has come down to, babe, I don't know what to do about this. Da da da. da. What yeah. would you Car do? Car won't work. Uh, lock my keys in the house. I can't yeah. get back to the house. How yeah. You, yeah. I think of I think of heart as feelings. I think of head as logic. That's how I make like that practical distinction. Function. Practical stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't need heart talk when I can't find my keys. Right, yeah. Or if we're going to paint a room, it's like, okay, what do we need? What, how are we going to do yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's, not, that's not feeling. Right. That's logistics. Yeah. Now, Different picking story. the color might require yeah, a heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like blue. I don't like green. Well, too bad, woman. <laughs> okay, so now I did kind of switch these. I did them in reverse on accident. So heart and logic, it's important mm -hmm. to recognize the difference of those. But even sometimes before we can get to that, or even for me to be be able to process what just happened, to recognize, oh, I needed a heart response, I had to go and do what we call heart care. Right. Right. And so you guys taught us 
that before you can have heart talk, yes. which is where you're talking heart to heart with someone, guards are down, empathy is present, there's compassion, mm -hmm. um, you have to do heart care, which is where maybe I have a reaction. And instead of our, our human instinct is to, I blame you for my reaction because you caused this reaction. Yeah. I wouldn't react unless you did that. Right, yeah. and that's, that's really a deflection. It's right. blaming them for my behavior. So instead, what I need to do is go away and do what's what you guys describe as heart care, mm -hmm. where I do a self-evaluation. Mm -hmm. Why did I feel that way? Why did I react that way? Where exactly. is that coming from? Right. And once I have peace, because I've settled my own oh. responsibility, then I can go back with my new revelation. So I kind of summarized it for you. Well. you yeah. I know, I'm like, yeah. man, I just I'm answered impressed. your question. Yeah. I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now I actually did kind of mm -hmm. grow up with that. I grew, that was kind of built into me some. I didn't have that language for mm -hmm. it, right. but I did have that habit and that practice to some measure. To self-aware a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah. I was way more self-aware, I feel like. He wasn't taught to do that, so no, he's he had to learn to do that. Yeah. And I had to learn to be patient. And that's yes. part of the relearning we talked about earlier. Yes, yes. yeah. Putting off the old and putting on the, the new. Exactly, so yeah. because yeah. I, I was expecting him to function like my family did. Yes. Where all of exactly. us. There's those expectations. Exactly, that, yeah. <laughs> right? And so I had to learn to own, okay, my expectations you own your stuff. Yeah. are unrealistic because he doesn't have the same tools my family did no. because we were taught differently, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I had to come at him differently, more patiently, more graciously. Right. And so what would you guys say to people who've never heard the concept heart care and heart talk? What would be maybe some key pointers for that of how to begin to develop that discipline? Well, let me go back to Proverbs 4 that we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. Proverbs 4.21. Guard your heart for out of it come the issues of life. Mm -hmm. So someone said it very well. My heart, my job. Your heart, your job. <laughs> when I first heard Bumper that, sticker. I was like, what? Yeah. So in other words, <laughs> true. I can help my wife with her heart, mm -hmm. but in a sense, I can only help her so far, so far because it's really her heart. Yeah. Now, what my I can do, is, if we're going through an issue and she needs to do heart care, mm -hmm. what I can do is I can keep the kids from seeing her, I can keep other distractions, phone, so forth and so on, mm -hmm. doorbells. So what my job becomes at that point is, okay babe, I'm gonna let you have the time that you need because that's what you've asked of me. Mm -hmm. Go and do what you have to do, and then when we're better, we'll come back together. Yeah. The other thing that strikes me is that There's song, a humility in that. There is. Yeah, there There's is. a humility going, I need, I need to. I need time. I need, I need time. Yeah, and, and it's you not, need to verbalize that. Yeah. yeah, always verbalize. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like can't read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. You know, um, I said we've got an issue here. I said right now I'm hurting, and I, yeah. you know, time out. It's, ti like it's time out. It's time out. You know, we'll come together tomorrow. But I need some time away. I need to process yeah. what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's coming from, and how can I change that? But mm -hmm. I picked up on something you just said, babe. I will come back to you tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, the problem yes, too often that's couples yeah. get into is, okay, I'm going to do heart care. I'll see you in three months. Yeah. Or they just never come back to it. That's exactly. exactly. Or it somehow gets buried under the rug and it just, yes. it just stacks up. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing about heart care that I really like is out of Psalm 51. It uh. says this, a couple of verses. It says, starting in verse 1, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away my, trans uh, my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Now, in verse um, 20, uh, verse 10, it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit that will sustain me. Mm. So part of heart care is saying, God, 
Come in. Come in. Show me what's wrong. Yeah. Shine me, your light on yeah, where it's Give me that. a balanced perspective here. Yeah. Don't let me see it from my perspective. Let me see it from your perspective. Yeah. Let me hear it from my wife's perspective. Again, that question I would ask earlier. What does it feel like to be married to me? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that I make, just by natural default, make it hard for her? Mm-hmm. So God, come in here. Give me a pure heart. Let me see things the way you see them. Let me be teachable in humility Give me a new perspective and let me learn to grow into that new place. Mm-hmm. And I would say to Andy often, what do I have to do to become a better husband for you? That's a loaded question. Yeah. Because in effect, what I'm saying is, babe, it's all yours. Take your shots. I'm an open book. Come after me. Yeah. But I do it because I trust her and I feel safe with her. Mm-hmm. So when I ask that question, yeah, it's put not... Yeah, the shotgun up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not to say, you know, take yeah. your best shot. No. It's to say, babe, help me become a better husband mm. and a better man so I can become a better covering mm. and a better leader for you. Yeah. And that, most guys in my oh, yeah, experience you can, yeah. won't, they don't won't go there. Yeah. We've given, I, we run about 20 guys every other week. We have a men's group that we're, we're uh, going through a book right now by Jimmy Evans called The Four Love Laws. And before we did this, this study, I said to the guys, here's a 25-question survey. I want you to take it. Uh-huh. I also want you to give it to your wife, and I want her to take it, and I want you to come back with both your scores. How many guys did Your it? highest score is 25, your low score is zero. Mm-hmm. Two guys took it. Wow. And I've done this three times. And they guys, just, the same well, group? It, it, yes. These are biblical men that love Jesus. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go there. They're terrified of they facing ter- down their yes. failure? Uh, no, no, so it's more they're their wives. They don't want to face their wives. One of, the, one of the wives said, hey, I'm not your mother. I'm not going to do this. And really? I said, yeah, and I said I to thought, him, wow. and, I said, and yeah. I said to him, as if I was speaking to her, I said, you don't need a mother here, but you need someone who will carry you in your blind spots and help you become a better man. And how else will you know yeah. unless you ask the right questions? What woman in her right mind is going to say, I don't want to do this? Wow, well, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. So anyway, most men that I know of that love Jesus uh-huh. and that are committed to accountability still won't do the survey on themselves because they don't want to know what the end result looks like. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of sad. Yeah. When you think about it. I know, because it's kind of like that school of thought that's like, if I don't look at the problem, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just kind of but all it is is growing bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's right. there. Yeah. It's just growing an ugly like head. A yep. It's just a weed. Yep. You know, if yeah. you don't get the roots up. You're going to be dealing with that weed for the rest of your life. Okay, so let me give an example of one thing that I experienced that helped me. Actually, it was shortly after we learned this from Mm -hmm. you. And there was a situation where I had messaged. It was a group thread. It was actually y'all. Oh, great. (laughs) So I learned this from you guys. But I learned it. It was my baggage. You know what I mean? So God used you to help me learn this. So I had sent the four of us a message that was like, hey, when are we going to when are we gonna get together? I'm sorry, I should have told you this before I'm recording an episode about it. Go for it. Um, oh, gosh. Anyways, <laughs> so, anyways, so I had sent the four of us like, hey, when are we going to get together? Well, I think, I think you ended up, Pat, messaging Stephen privately like, hey, when are we going to meet up? Probably. Because you that were trying like to me. be the men to yes. initiate to the initiate. thing, right? That, and we were, I'm trying to let them, because that's what needed yes, to be done. Yes, right. And so, well, I, later, Stephen was like, well, Pat messaged me and said, we're going to go ahead and do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, why didn't he just respond to the group thread? Why did he ignore me? Why did he message you? You know, and I started to be like, hmm. why was I just ignored? You know, and so, so I actually. And, I, and because of what you were going through, that's t- 
that, that was, it was totally what I was legitimate feeling. Sure was. Right. And, but I was able to, I was able to recognize when I took the time because I, re, I, I had a strong reaction. I, I went into the bathroom and cried about it oh, no. and I, well, no, no, no. And so I, I was able to take what you guys taught me and I was like, okay, Jen, this reaction does not, it's not appropriate for what just happened is way over the top. Yeah. And so I was like, clearly there's a button that's been pushed. And this is what you guys taught us was when you have a reaction, there's a reaction because there's a button that's being there's pushed. A source somewhere. Yeah. And the yes. button is there because there's a lie you're believing. Correct. And so I was able to take the guidance that you guys had given me and I said, okay, what lie am I believing that's causing me to have this reaction? Because I knew in my head, I was like, I know Pat and Andy and Pat's probably trying to teach Stephen how to be the man and take initiative mm -hmm. with these kind to of things, you know, lead the bit. wife. And so my head knew that, but my heart was having another experience, Got you know? It. So I was able to identify the lie in my heart that was, you're just the wife. You don't, my, my ministry yeah. experience, yes. you're yeah. just the That's wife. Your default. Yeah. That was yeah. my default from years yeah. of ministry, right? You're just the wife. You don't matter. You're invisible. Which is so it's untrue. a man's job, right? Yeah. So I was able to recognize, oh, that's a lie. That's actually coming from way over here. That's, right. that's not true of this situation. And that's, that's right. definitely not true of their heart. And so I was able to dry the tears, own it, move on, not an issue. And that's why I never brought it up because mm. I knew it was totally all on my yeah. end. Got it. But it made me realize how, because my reaction, I wanted to text back with the snarky response because <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I did. And well that's why I was like, okay, Jen, you gotta own your heart here. What's going on? And so because I had been so programmed for so long right. to be bypassed over that I had that defense response. And so right. I was super grateful for those practical tools to be able to apply that. And then it, it was just ironic that it was from a conversation with y'all, but it did also. I never also, knew that until this. Yeah. I know. And that's why I never brought it up because it was my stuff. Except now, that, it, my now stuff. that we're live, you tell me. Yeah. Now that we're live, I'm sorry. That's it. not the way to do it. No, that's fine. Um, but I did, we're proud of you. I know. Well, yeah. and it made me appreciative it's because funny. it felt like a safer place to have that messy moment. You know yes. what I mean? Because I knew if I did bring it up, you guys would have happily been able to have oh, that. Clearly. Yeah. conversation yeah. in a way that was understanding so anyways but for me it was a game changer that interaction was nice. actually a really a gift to me because i was able to it was very it was the formula like the formula was so clear like you had a overreaction what's the button what's the lie mm -hmm. and then how do how do you own that lie and so i was able to correct that lie with the truth like you're not invisible mm -hmm. you do matter they the guys were trying to be the men and trying to take leadership and you need to honor that and appreciate that not you know, take a lie you know what i mean there's a difference between reacting and responding mm -hmm. when i react i react out of pain mm -hmm. when i respond i respond out of empathy yeah and so you're reacting where you should have been responding and i don't mean to, right right yeah but that's just no but, that's just a clinical and, and that's what we say to yeah. a lot of couples are you reacting right now or are you responding and if right. you're reacting why mm -hmm. what is it to your point that you made a moment ago Jen? Mm -hmm. what is it Where's that button in there that's, that's just that red light just going flash, 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 flash? What yeah. is that thing? And where is that coming from? What lie fed that light that makes it flash? Right. That's got you all in a panic. Right. When the reality is, I don't want to react. Mm -hmm. I want to respond. Right. Because I, don't, I will never change my wife in the way she sees me by the way I react to her. Uh -huh. I only change my wife in the way she sees me and how I respond to her. Right. And that's what I've had to learn lately. Right, right, And that's right. good to take it back to your husband and go, you know what I just realized? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it also helps them to understand you, mm -hmm. where that button is, and to where maybe they can maybe 
identify some of the things they do to actually trip up that button too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he and, and it causes uh, yeah. more conversation. Right. And you know because in part of the heart talk is you know when I express my feelings. I don't spend like an hour. It's like three sentences or four, <laughs> no more than that, you know. Because to, the reason for that is yes. because theoretically, what I'm as you learn, uh-huh. I'm supposed to respond back to her. This is what I heard you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I feel like you, let's use, use as, as yeah, an example. Yeah, use my situation. You know, I felt like I was secondhand trash, if you will. I felt like I wasn't worth my, my was the value of my opinion. Mm-hmm. I felt like uh, I was just overlooked over everything else. Okay, what I heard you just say is boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you give me a long dossier of things, I can't give you a succinct response. Right. And what you want to know in heart talk is not only are you free to talk to me mm-hmm. and share your heart, but I, should, I need to have the right as the receiver to come back and say, this is what I heard you say. Right. This is correct. Have no, I didn't hear that. You, you didn't mean this. You meant this. Okay, I'm sorry. This is what I heard you say. Because right. what that does, it enhances communication. Yeah. I don't assume on what you're saying. I've told you back what I heard you say. Right. Now, I don't have to necessarily agree with it, but I have to let you understand that I'm hearing your heart. Right, right. Now, how I change is my, that's my choice, mm-hmm. creating me a clean heart. I have to be able to, to come back to you and become safe. Right. But I can't do that unless you understand that, you've, that I've heard you. Right. You have to know that, I, okay, he heard me, he knows what's going on, now it's his choice as to how he handles the situation, how he yeah. handles the response. And yes. if he doesn't know, he can say, I don't know what you need. Because a lot of men, yeah. especially in the big, I don't know how to help you. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to tell them what you need. Right. And even if you don't know, just say, well, I don't know. I need to think about that. You need to figure yeah. that out. And have some more heart care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's really, for me, I began to realize, especially after that moment, like yeah. as much as it, and I never told it to you guys because it yeah. became a good thing. It wasn't something that, that needed to be addressed. Learned. Yes, yeah. it was good. But for me, it was like it made me realize, especially even as you're saying, as you express your hurt or your experience, it needs to be brief. I could never make it brief with Stephen <laughs> because yeah. I had never done heart care. That's right. I was processing with as Stephen. you're talking, yeah. yes, and as I was talking, yeah. and that's not helpful for him. He's no. confused by the no, end of it, you know. Exactly. And, and then I'm like, all oh. these other things that come in is like, oh, and remember, you know, right? So he's like do. overwhelmed <laughs> and whatever. So what I'm saying to my listeners, and what I really gleaned from their wisdom and my experience was, heart care is essential because it allows it me to it's achieve. It's a prerequisite. Yeah, oh, it yeah. really is. It has to be because. I've embarrassed myself Mm -hmm. going and responding out of pain and then sorting it all out. But now all my junk is in front of whoever I just had to process with. Whereas if I do it privately, I can own it. I can put the pieces together, figure out what was my responsibility Mm -hmm. and where they could have maybe done something different. And then I could come with a succinct thought that is clear and helpful to both of us. (laughs) And it's just more mature, right? So anyway, so the heart care is a game changer, taking heart care before you have a heart talk. So, okay, last thought on that, because this is getting long, too. We need to let you guys get to your appointment. It is 421. I know. How long have we been on? We just talk, and we just talk. It's 45 minutes, so. Really? Yes. So much 20 minutes, huh? I know, my gosh. Okay, so we're going to, I know, I've been talking too much. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode. The last point, though, you guys had made with communication is how essential listening is what mm-hmm. would be the one thing you'd leave our listeners with about listening um i've taught seven habits for highly effective people for years mm-hmm. with stephen covey and one of the things he says that has just been a game changer for me like you said earlier mm-hmm. do i listen with the intent of responding 
or do I listen with the intent of understanding? Yeah. And too often I was listening for the intent to respond back. Mm. You know, <clears throat> sorry, you've got your defenses up. Well, I'm coming after it, girlfriend. So here we go. <laughs> As opposed to what is it you're not saying that your body language is all over me mm. about? Um, if I hear, and we've seen this before, we've been in, in different classes with different people where we've been teaching. And um, sh one example comes to mind real quick, and that was a lady who was saying, excuse me, the husband was saying, our marriage is doing great, things are fine. And he was, remember he was sitting behind her? <clears throat> we were in a big long oh, table. Oh yes, and she started crying. And she was right in front of him. Uh, and this guy was, we have a great marriage. Nothing could be better than what we have right now. And she was in front of him, he could not see her. Uh-huh. But she was just holding back the tear. Yeah. Man. She, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, this poor woman. And I said to this gentleman, I said, you know, you don't know it right now because you can't see her. But she is a broken mess right now. Mm -hmm. And she's hearing the same thing that you're saying is working that she knows otherwise. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And I, I wasn't, we didn't do that to embarrass him, mm -hmm. but to call him out and say, you know what? You think your marriage is doing well. Mm -hmm. You're out of but what I see in front of me says otherwise. Yeah. But we had a right to in that setting yes. because it was they a gave us deep, the permission. It was a deep dive class to begin with. Yes. And um, there's and when we do a deep dive, there's no more than four couples. Yeah. And we go after. The we deep. go after and for sixteen weeks. And so it's already weeks. understood because yes. we give them an orientation of yeah. what to expect, so they can back out yeah. if they're right. not. All right. bets are off. So, but for him to be so out of touch with oh. his wife's state means he wasn't listening well. No, he no he was not. not. At all. He no. was not. He wasn't drawing out her heart. No, and he didn't care about her heart. Mm. That was the other part. He didn't. He was care. all about self-preservation yeah. because of his mm. wounds, right. yeah. which began. I make the money, therefore I will do what I want to do, but and it was whatever his was done, it's up to you. His father, who was yes. a pastor, who was abusive, mm. who yeah. and he had a horrible life, and then he went into the Marines, and, and it just further exacerbated that, things. Yeah, and yeah. so and so then he's now in a marriage, <clears throat> and it was it, it yeah. took a lot of work, and yeah. it's still being worked on. It is, but he's made progress. Yeah. So the key of listening, you guys would say, is is not listening to respond, listening to understand yes. from the other person's perspective. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's power. That in that in itself. If people get that principle, like that's a game changer on And don't do it alone. If you can't do it alone, get help yeah. from somebody that yeah. that knows these kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. And so as far as you guys, um, I don't know if any of my listeners are like, hey, my marriage needs help and I don't know where to find help. Can they reach out to y'all and absolutely. get some get some even direction sure. or possibly yes. even set up a Zoom appointment? Sure. Absolutely. Zoom appointments. Uh, we've got resources. Okay. And so how would they go about reaching you? Um, my email, yeah, okay. that would Pat be R. Cooper at gmail.com. Okay, Pat R. Cooper One at gmail.com. Gmail okay, that's yeah. easy enough. All right, well, thank you guys for taking the time. I'm uh, sorry I've made you late to your next can, appointment. Can I leave with one with one? Part? Yes, let's do. There's a scripture that I really like. It's in Ephesians chapter 5. It's the last verse of Ephesians chapter 5, and it says this. It says, however, verse 33, however, each of you must also love his wife, husbands, as he loves himself, and the wife see to it that she respects her husband. Mm. We heard this a long time ago, and I heard this, God is not a redundant God. He knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm. And I thought, what is he talking about? Well, the reality is this. A woman's love language is just that, her love language. She wants to feel safe. She wants to feel secure. Cherished. She wants to feel like she's cherished. She's the apple of my eye. Mm -hmm. that's, her, that's her persona. A husband's or a man's language is, I want to be respected. I want to be looked up to. I want to be admired. So with that in mind, go back to the scripture. It says, however, each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself. 
my language as a man is not to love necessarily as it is to be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the verse also goes on to say, the wife see to it that she respects her husband. Her language is not respect, it's love. Mm-hmm. So for a good marriage to work, I have to get out of my comfort zone. Mm. I have to get out of my wife's comfort zone. She has to get out of her comfort zone and get into mine. In other mm-hmm. words, for her to learn how to respect me and for me to learn how to love her, I have to get out of my need to be respected and she has to get out of her need to be loved and just do the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn how to love my girl when to me love is not the most important thing to me. Right. She has to learn how to respect her husband when respect is not the most important thing to her. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I have to be a student of my wife. Mm. I have to know what makes her tick. I have to know what's her, her pleasures. I have to know what her favorite colors are, what her favorite pastimes are, what her favorite dreams look like, what mm-hmm. her favorite visions would look like down the future. And I have to speak into those things, yeah. irregardless of what I look like or what I feel like, yeah. and vice versa. And yeah. for every couple, those <clears throat> nuances are different. Mm-hmm. And they're significant because Very that's what makes them that couple. So yeah. Five Love Languages is a book. Yeah, by Gary Chapman. Yeah, by Gary Chapman. Here's your life hack, folks. This is the this is the recommendation. (laughs) Give it to us. The five love languages. And that's just very very simple, and um, but it's very very profound. And it and just because my love language might be touch, okay, what type of touch? Uh You know, because for me, some women need lots of touch. Some women don't need that much touch. Yeah, and it fills their cup. Yeah, you know, same with gift giving or companionship. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to really go into the specifics of your own relationship because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what works for us is not going to work for you. And, right. And Stephen, you know, so it's yeah. but it's it's under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. And what works for me doesn't yeah. necessarily work for you, babe. Right. It's so true. I have to know you yeah. enough to know that you know what's important to me, a tool. Going to Home Depot is not your favorite thing. It is by far one of my favorite things. So when but, we uh, when we go out together <laughs> on a date, we don't go to Home Depot on purpose because that doesn't Unless it's your, your birthday. This is my birthday. <laughs> there we go. Oh, he gets to be the king went, for the yeah. night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I thought, you know, I'm going to change my birthday next time. I let him off easy. Uh? I had to go to seven <laughs> man stores. What? And watch a man movie and then went to the Chinese buffet. That's right. Which we like. Anyway. It was the perfect but, day yeah. for me. And it was the perfect day was, for I loved it. His it was awesome. Was, he was floating for days. Yeah. <laughs> we went awesome. to Lowe's. We went to Home Depot. We went to Tractor Supply. We went to Harbor Freight. We went to Atkins. Oh, At- my gosh. Yeah. I would have been twitching Woods, by the end of it. And then we did a couple of others. I forget what they were. But. I don't remember. I just know it was a blur of men's stores. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I would I would encourage to actually I don't want to miss these other two things you mentioned. For those of you guys looking for some resources, um, they did mention in the last episode PureDesire.org. Yes. Which is great for couples who are maybe at that point where separation is necessary or they feel like that's their only option. PureDesire.org it, it creates a, a pathway for them to build towards recovery. Correct. While, while in Christ, separation, yeah. while in crisis, or any yes. if you're suffering from addiction, pornography, affairs, mm-hmm. you know that organization has got all kinds of tools that's and awesome. groups. That's, all over the country. That's a great resource. And then the other book you recommended was yes. The DNA of Relationships. By Causes, Gary, Ch- yes. by, um, Gary Smalley. Gary Smalley, yes. thank you. And that book will open up a lot of conversation because you're going to see yourself in different places. Oh, that's important. That's yeah. important. That's so good. for anyone who's listening, I know a lot of people are going to listen to the marriage episodes because maybe you're an active builder of your marriage or maybe because your marriage is struggling. And I just want you to know, A, you're not alone. Never Every alone. married yes. person yes. has had the point of struggle. And many more people than you realize have been at the point of 
is divorce my oh, only yeah. option? Crisis. In crisis. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. And so if you're in that place, I would encourage you, feel free to email Andy and Pat. Email Pat mm-hmm. at Pat R. Cooper. R. Cooper at, at gmail. gmail.com. Yeah. Um, but also like God, don't forget that God is that third strand of the covenant yeah. that you made when yes. you got married. And the Lord had to remind me of that in my marriage and was like, listen, if I can make it good, will you stay? And I had to learn how to lean into God's capacity to make things different. And it required me to die to how I thought things needed to be done mm-hmm. or how I wanted things to be done and take up the Lord's the Lord's processing in his love. Um, and then to also trust him and leave some things to his doing and take my hands off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so just don't forget God's involved in this if you'll let him be involved in this. And so, but yeah, reach out to Andy and Pat if you guys find yourself in that place. And um, they would love to help y'all. They're, they're great. They're anointed for what they do. That's what makes them so effective. Yeah. They're anointed for it. So thank you mm-hmm. for coming on the show. I enjoyed it. No, it's great to have y'all. you. Awesome. Sorry for throwing you under the bus You're on fine. a recording. <laughs> I know. Not I figured it wouldn't. I figured it wouldn't. <laughs>
persuade and empower our husbands in the best ways. So these books have been super great and I would definitely, definitely recommend them. So there's your life hack for this week. I hope you guys love the episode. See you next week. Next week will be Gina Lamort, celebrity fashion stylist and designer. She's been on Oprah. She's been on um, Style People Watch. She's been on in People Magazine. She was the stylist for People for a long time. And so you're going to want to come back and listen because she really talks about how to crack open and pursue and work on your dreams. She has a whole ministry of how to help people discover and empower them to pursue their dreams. It's actually really amazing. And she is the sweetest. So come back next week to listen for her. All right. Catch you later. Enjoy your week, guys. You guys, I'm hiding in my closet trying to get away from the noise of my children to record this for you. (laughs) Anyways, you guys loved last week's episode with Andy and Pat, who are both friends of ours and marriage experts. I call them experts because they have been the most resourceful, helpful people in the way of marriage that we have encountered. So they talked about sex and money last week, and you guys loved that. Well, this week they're hitting some heavier topics which is in-laws or family culture, family of origin culture, and communication. These are two of the majorly weightiest areas of married couples' lives. So we're going to dig deep into this. They've got some really great practical stuff. So you might even want to take notes and share it with a friend. All right, let's cue that intro music.